Okay, we begin today the last Sefer of Nevi'im, specifically Treosar, and more specifically Sefer Hosea, Pasuk Aleph, Javar Hashem, Asher Hayah El Hosea Ben Be'iri. So, let's just speak this out. Treosar, of course, means 12. What it is, is a compilation of the prophecies of 12 Nevi'im, 12 different Nevi'im, who the only thread of commonality is their brevity. They are short. Their productive output of prophecy do not fit in a volume. Uh, and, says the Gemara in Pesachim, if you did not take this as separate and compile it in one Sefer, they would have been lost for eternity. So that these are Nevi'im. They prophesy certainly not contemporaneously. To the contrary, the body of Treosar goes from Hosea to Malachi, who is the last Navi of Israel for now, and it covers a period of 350 years. It covers from the time when the 10 tribes were still predominant in Eretz Yisrael to the middle, let's say, of Bayashani, distance of 350 years, as we say. Um, so, Specifically, whatever you do, do not refer to Treosar as the minor prophets, which I think we all did when we were in yeshiva. Treosar was called the minor prophets, because in truth, there's nothing minor about Hosea or Yonah or Amos. Um, and as Rav Schwab says in his parish, and allow me to read it to you, he gets very irate about it, calling them the minor prophets, quote, this is a non-Jewish appellation. In other words, it was given by New Testament theologians. It's not ours originally. That is more than degrading, says Rev Schwab. It reveals a profound misunderstanding of the nature of Treosar and the greatness of the protagonists. Close quote. So you do not refer to it as the minor prophets. They are 12 prophets who, as we say, by virtue of they're not having enough of a prophetic output, like um, Yeshayahu was 66 prophets, or Yemiyahu, I think, was 58. We completed uh, Yechezkel, which is 48. Some of these have one chapter. Some of these have 10 uh, Hosea, as we're going to see, is one of the longest. Um, so as we say, they are not contemporaneous with each other. Moreover, the Gemara says Hosea was even, if not contemporaneous, might have even been before, slightly before, but certainly at the same period as um, Yeshayahu. And says the Gemara, it infers that he was a greater prophet. It's just that his output was far less, did not warrant a full safer, and the peril would be that the Nevi'im realized that if they did not include it, 
his prophecy and the rest of these 11 prophets would be permanently lost. So with that, we begin Treoso with the book of Hosea. Uh, as we said, he was contemporary with Yeshayahu uh, and considered greater than Yeshayahu. And his prophecy, remember the time he is in now, is 150 years between Hermon Bias Rishon. So, we should also state that <clears throat> we begin with a mushal, a parable. We have seen this before, where a parable is, the Navi is commanded to do a very public act. <coughs> Often, <coughs> it is obscure. We don't understand it. It's designed to make us ask, to trigger questions, well, what does it mean? What is he doing? <coughs> and therefore, <coughs> the Navi now responds, with the message he's trying to get across to B'nai Israel. Here, as you will agree, it is one of the most bizarre mishalim in the entire prophetic liturgy. It's a very strange nevuah, a very strange mushal. However, it's not that hard to understand what he is being told to do and what the goal is of the nevuah. So, just to speak it out first. He is told, Hosea, by the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to marry a well-known prostitute, to take as his wife a prostitute who has had other children. He will have three other children with her. And of course, it raises the question, this woman is of such ill repute, are they really his? And we will see what develops from there. And of course, the basic mushal we have is B'nai Yisrael's adulterousness is often compared to a prostitute, so how they have abandoned the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's where Hosea now launches into his nevuah. One question which we should even do further development of is, is this nevuah, and you, you got to see is a very strange nevuah, is it real? Is it actually a physical nevuah, he has done it, or is the Rambam says, kolzem mare nevuah, nonsense. It is a vision, it is something he was told, and the Rambam, we have learned it before, I don't have it verbatim in front of me, but the Rambam says in Hilchos Malachim, he says that chas v'shalom, you should think that a Navi is being commanded to do these kind of acts. For example, um, Yishayahu was a Kohen. Could the Kaddish Baruch Hu tell him, really, shave your head in the Beis HaMikdash or go out and strip yourself of clothes? Never. You wouldn't tell. It's beneath their dignity. It's an insult to their dignity. Similarly, with Hosea, would the Navi be told to marry a prostitute, have three children of them of questionable legitimacy because of her background, to use this as a parable? No. It is just a vision that he received. On the other hand, the Radak, other Mephoshim, Malbin says, no, this is real. This is real nevuah. 
Sometimes the Navi has to do something contrary to what his nature is or his persona or even halacha to make the point to B'nai Israel. And we're going to develop that further. Navua or reality. So now plunge into it as we go along. Dvar Hashem Hashem El Hosea Ben Be'iri Bimei Uziyah Yosem Achaz Yechizkiyo Malchei Yehuda Uvimei Yeruvam Ben Yoash Melech Yisrael. These are the words to Hosea Ben Be'iri. We have a tradition when that the Navi's father is named, that the father was a Navi as well. Bimei Uziyah he rules, and when it does not say where he comes from, the um, assumption is Jerusalem. His prophecies are emanating from Jerusalem. So he is in the day of Yuziyahu, Yosem, Achaz, Yechizkiyahu, Malchai Yehuda. His prophetic longevity is amazing, is 90 years. 90 years, and that's, this is the sum total of his output. And he rules contemporaneously with four kings of Yehuda. They give Uziah, Yosem, Achaz, Mechizkiyahu. And it mentions just one king of Israel, Ubimei Yeruvam ben Yoash Melech Yisrael. And the question is, as we've learned, um, the kings of Israel were such poor, incompetent non-entities that they only mention one of them. They're not going to bother mention four. And the question is, why this one? And we're told that he is the son of Yehu. Yehu was famous as having killed Izebel, Jezebel, the wife of Achav. But more than that, his... Uh, he did, Yeruvam, a very big act of chesed. What he did uh, was they had come to him, we're going to see in a later Nebuah, they come to him with Lashon Hara about the Navi Amos, and he refuses to accept it. He says, no, Amos is a holy man. I am not going to retaliate against Amos. And for this one act of mitzvah, he is rewarded that he's mentioned here as a king of Israel. But that is who his contemporaries are. So, continues the Navi, Tzchilas diver Hashem ba'yehoshea, Kodesh Baruch Hu speaks to him first, and from this we get the possibility that he speaks to him first before he speaks even to um, Yechazah, not uh, Yishayahu. Vayomer Hashem el Hosea, Lacha kachlacha eshes nunim v'yaldez nunim kizona tizne ha'aretz me'acharei Hashem. Go take this woman, a prostitute who has given birth to children out of wedlock, and have children with her. Because why? The land of Israel has prostituted itself from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Simple, direct, much all, we get the imagery. Continues, Vayelech Vayikach es Gomer, Bas he takes Gomer, the wife, uh, the daughter of Dvalim, and Gomer, as Rashi tells us, the name comes from Hashem's Nusa, because she was such a prostitute, Shachol Gomrimba, 
they they finish with her. They take their pleasures with her men, and then they discard her like a dried out date. In other words, Gomer, they finish, they put her on the ash heap of, of um, just impurity. So he ha- he takes Gomer, Bastavolim, and he she gives birth to a son. Vayomer Hashem, he loved Krashmo Yisrael. Call his name Yisrael. He owed Ma'at Upakati. Before long, I will visit on as the May Yisrael of Beis Yehu, the Hishbati Mamluchus Beis Yisrael. I will visit my wrath on Yisrael. Yisrael could be another name for Bnei Yisrael, but it could be Yisrael scattered by the Kaddish Baruch Hu, or it is the valley, the central valley of the territory of Bnei Yisrael. But in any case, I am taking out my vengeance on Yehu, and I will terminate the Mamluchus, the reigns of the King of Israel. And on that day, I will break the bow of Israel, Israel, in that valley of Israel. It will cease to exist. So after the son Israel, she conceives again Gomer. She gives birth to a daughter. Call her name Loruchama. No compassion, no mercy. I will not continue to show pity, compassion to the house of Israel. We're talking about the ten tribes. My attention is fixed on them to uh, punish them. However, for now, I will show compassion. I will save them. My salvation to them will not be through, as you would think, the arrow, the cherub, the sword, the mechoma, war, susim, uparashim, horses and chariots. No, I am not going to save them by the usual means of warfare. They will be saved by a recognizable miracle. We're referring to 185,000 men of Sancherev dying in their sleep as they stand outside the gates of Yerushalayim, poised to attack. In other words, I will make a miracle that one cannot help but recognize this is the Yad Hashem. Tigmo is Loruchamo, Loruchamo is weaned, Vatar Vateled Ben. And now Gomer gives birth to a third child, Vayomer Krushmo Loami. Call him again, obvious, he is not my nation. Ki Atem Loami, you are not my nation, Vanochi Loe Yelochem, and I will not be for you. And now the Nevi'im say, or the Mephoshimites, Say, now we're talking further into the future. In other words, this could be Yehuda is no longer exempt from punishment, and this could be the punishment of the bias Rishon, as we say, um, 150 years hence. So now, we're going to continue with this Nebuah tomorrow, but I want to pay special attention. The question is asked, why is he being made to suffer so 
uh, Hosea. In other words, this is a big suffering that he is enduring and will continue to endure. Why? Is there a personal problem with Hosea? And the answer is emphatically yes, which we will learn in Psachim uh, tomorrow, Dachpei Zion. So you will not want to miss this. Why this mushal? Why Hosea? Is it real? Or is it, as the Rambam says, a pure vision? 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Ad Khan.